Welcome to Get the Word Out, where our goal is to destroy ignorance by speaking the word and having honest discussions that lead to wisdom. This is episode two, and today we're talking about prayer. I am Joshua Berkheimer, alongside my fantastic wife, Megan. Hi. How are you today, dear? I'm doing good, but my hot tea is almost all gone. Yes. So Mine is all gone. Yeah. What kind of tea do you have? Well, I had winter spice, which is not my favorite, but uh, we're running low. so. I'm drinking a nice Christmas tea this evening, but it was the last one. We would have more tea, but <laughs> somebody stole our package of tea that was delivered. Well, they delivered it to the wrong place, and they can't find it. Listen, our house without tea is a, it's just a catastrophe. It's a disaster. It's an embarrassment on our household. The other day, I had someone over, and I wanted to offer them tea. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, I'd love some tea. So I went in the pantry. I pulled out the tea box. I opened it up, and I said, I am so sorry. I only have seven different types of tea to offer you today. <laughs> and I was so ashamed. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about prayer. We're ready to go. And Josh and I have come kind of a long way in our prayer lives the past few years. Um, you know, well, when we first started at the church, uh, that we go to, uh, we were, um, asked to be part of the prayer team that, you know, mm-hmm. prays for people up front. And that I, was new to us. It was, it was new to us. And if I'm honest, it, uh, wasn't something I really looked forward to. Uh, for it was a little uncomfortable. It was a little while, yeah. That, Sometimes a little awkward, but we really grew in it. And now, when we're standing up there, we actually get frustrated when people don't come down to us for prayer because we love, 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 love praying for people. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that we wanted this to be kind of our first subject because we love praying for people. So, Megan, what is prayer? Um, prayer is communicating with whatever God you believe in. And for us, it's the one true living God. So he actually talks back to us, which is nice. Um, so think about, think about your relationship with your, with your spouse. What happens when you don't talk to each other for a couple of days? You probably feel like you're just roommates living in the same house. Like, all right, I'll do my thing and you do your thing. And we'll just, you know, we'll make this work just by doing our, doing our jobs mm-hmm. and not talking to each other. But you need to make a make it a point to sit down and reconnect at the end of the day, right? And so it's kind of the same when you're in a relationship with Christ. You need to sit down and um, and pray every day about everything. And so um, prayer is when you are coming into alignment with God's will and you're getting things done. And so we're going to be referencing a book that we have on prayer. It's called Let Us Pray by Watchman Nee. And do you want to read what he says about prayer? Yeah, uh, he says, Prayer is the union of uh, the believer's thought with the will of God. The prayer which a believer utters on earth is but the voicing of the Lord's will in heaven. Yeah, and so how do we how do we know what God's will is? Well, it's it's in the Bible, honestly. Read the word. That's God's will. And that's kind of the answer to our next question here. What should I pray? Pray the word. Pray the Bible. Pray scripture. 
You can pray. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what to pray, pray what's in the Bible. There's lots of prayers that are already in there. There's lots of promises that are already in there. There's lots of stuff in Psalms that you can pray. Pray what other people in the Bible prayed. Yeah, Paul in uh, the book of Colossians, uh, and the prayers are all throughout the Bible, um, but he's praying for, for, you know, the people uh, there. And uh, starting chapter 1, verse 9, he's... He's saying, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Uh, So really just change the pronouns there and pray that, you know, say, Lord, fill me with the knowledge of your will uh, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Help me walk in a manner that is worthy of you. Uh, So pray what has already been prayed. Yeah, you don't need to come up with your new, um, like, a fancy words or anything like that. Just just pray the word. Pray scriptures. Um, a lot of scripture that I like to pray over other people or over myself, um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon turned against you will prosper, right? So no weapon formed against me will prosper. In Jesus' name, you can say that. When you feel like some, something is coming against you, even if it's something like a, like a cold coming on. I mean, you can you can speak out and say no weapon formed against me will succeed. Um, Revelation three seven says the doors that he opened no one can close. The doors that he closes no one can open. I mean, God God is is in control, and um, when he opens doors, nothing's going to close it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah fifty three five says he was whipped so that we could be healed. So if if someone is coming up for prayer and they're sick. Uh, you can remind them when you're praying for them, like he was, he was whipped so that you could be healed. First uh, Peter two twenty four. By his stripes you are healed. You can speak that stuff out, and that'll build your faith and that'll encourage people. Uh, you you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but why, why do we pray uh, the word? Why do we pray the word, what's in the Bible? The word is really powerful. Isaiah, let's see, fifty five eleven. Well, we'll start at 10. It says, The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. God's word is powerful, and it will do um, what it's here to do. And then I have Psalm 107. Let's see. 107.28. 107.28. It says, He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. That's another one that you can pray if you're sick or if you're praying over someone that's sick. Um, I was listening to an evangelist the other day online, and he said that unless men pray, God will do nothing right he desires to use people to accomplish his will because he works through people so unless we pray and come into alignment with his will god's not going to move um yeah another uh another part of this watchman knee and i really like all of these old um, this is a good illustration i really like all of these old uh you know people of god their names like watchman knee like that's just a cool name 
then you know there's Bus <laughs> Smith Wigglesworth and that's why you pick up the book right yeah uh, a servant of the Lord has well said prayer is the rail for God's work <clears throat> indeed prayer is to God's will as rails are to a train the locomotive is full of power it is capable of running a thousand miles a day but if there are no rails it cannot move forward forward a single inch if it dares to move without them it will soon sink into the earth it may be able to travel over great distances yet it cannot go any place where no rails have been laid and such is the relation between prayer and god's work yeah that's a really good illustration so just think of your prayers as the rail and god's will as the the locomotive the train so you need to do the work you need to lay the rails down in order for god to move um, a pastor not too long ago uh, that was preaching in our church said, if you're praying and you ask for nothing in particular, that's exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get nothing in particular. You need to start praying specifically. You need to think about um, praying for specific things like pray for your for your neighbor, pray for your house, pray for your kid, pray for your kid's teacher. You need to think about who's praying for them. If no one's praying for them, God's not going to move in their lives. Mm-hmm. So you need to think about, oh, is this person getting prayer? Am I praying for my, are you praying for your spouse? Um, are you praying over your kids before they head out the door in the morning? That's really important to cover them in prayer. So prayer is powerful. And unless we pray, God does not move. Prayer is really powerful. That's our next point. Uh, James 5, I think it's 18. Oh, here it is. It says, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. That's verse 16. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Prayer is really powerful. So think about what that means. Earnest prayer. How are you praying? Are you praying earnestly? Are you praying fervently? Are you, um, you know, kind of getting intense about, about whatever you're praying about? Prayer is really powerful. Things happen when we pray. Yeah, I like I like listening to you pray. When you pray, it's like you get um, it's like you get mad at the situation that the person is going through. Uh, so mm-hmm. what you had just said, you know, like that you you pray with power, like you pray with you know, you're just a good yeah, prayer. well it's a weapon right and we use it so if you get anything out of this this is one of my favorite quotes and i don't even know where this came from so i don't know who to give credit to it but i have it written down on a on a sticky note and i see it every once in a while it says power falls where prayer prevails so if you keep praying and praying and praying and praying that's power to you so um we want to give a quick testimony about how we got our house when we were living in our apartment we had our son Levi, and it was this little apartment. It was one of those fourplex things, so we had people living above us and beside us. And um, I was pregnant with our daughter, and I did not want to squeeze another kid into that apartment. I was just so mad about that, and I kept praying and praying and praying. God, give us a house. Give us a house. We want to stay in State College. We don't want to move anywhere else. This is where we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I kept praying and praying and praying. And nothing was happening. And it's getting closer to my due date. And I said, I am not making a nursery in this apartment. Like, there's no way. I'm not setting up a crib. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm not having this baby here. 
And so I kept praying and praying, and God kind of revealed to me that I needed to first be content with what I had before he moved me on to the next thing. So um, as I was getting mad about living there, I started to really not care about the place, like not try and make it look nice, you know, and just shoving a bunch of stuff into that back bedroom remember at one point it was just it was pretty bad (laughs) yeah and then our neighbors ah our neighbors and they had older kids and so they were like run would run up and down the stairs and remember the door slamming all the time yeah and like they were just so so noisy (laughs) and so god's kind of like you need to pray for your neighbors like wherever you live right now you are there for a reason, and it might be because of your neighbors. Someone might, God might need someone to pray for them. You know, like we said, if no one's praying for them, God's not moving. You need to pray. And so I started praying for my neighbors, and my attitude started changing towards them. And I started um, becoming a better steward of what I already had. So I, you know, tried to make the apartment look nice and got new curtains and different things set up and um, started to make it look nicer. And God just totally answered our prayers for a house i mean this house is absolutely perfect for us it it really is yeah what well, another cool thing about where we are i mean our our mortgage isn't that much more than our rent was um and for the area you know it's way less than what it, other it is very expensive to live in state college and for us a young family to live right in smack in the middle of state college in a four-bedroom house that is that is only god that is like a miracle. And I don't think a penny came out of our pocket to Yeah. That that before we moved in. Yeah. That's God. Like we seriously didn't didn't spend any money, right? When we moved in. But, Which is good cuz we didn't have any to spend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um another thing we pray about, we pray protection over our home. Um we pray for our neighbors here too. We have students that live next door to us. We pray for them. Um, we have friends across the street. There's another young family. We pray for our neighbors everywhere. And we kind of like claim this street. Like we are here. We truly believe that we are here for a reason. And so we pray. We pray over our street. We pray over our neighbors. Yeah. So we talked about what prayer is. Uh, what is prayer not? Prayer is not. Um, well, you said it pretty good last night. Prayer is not what? Uh, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, what's that mean? So it's not something that you, uh, you know, it's not like you don't, you go months or years or whatever without praying and then an emergency comes up and like, God, I need you right now, you know, help me with this emergency. Like, it, it is truly a relationship. Like, if you go... Um, you know, you have a close friend that you can talk to about anything with, and then you fall out of contact with that person for whatever. Maybe they move away or, um, you're just not as close with that person. You know, it can be kind of awkward to go and talk to them about something, especially if it's something like crazy, you know, something like an emergency sort of thing. So, um, yeah. And you said something earlier about true prayer. Remember that quote you had? True prayer is a way of life, not just an excuse, or not just to use in case of an emergency. Yeah, that was Billy Graham, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so don't wait until, um, you know, someone in your family is laying on a hospital bed before you decide to be a Christian and start praying to to God. 
Oswald Chambers says, Prayer is often a temptation to bank on a miracle of God instead of on a moral issue. That is, it's much easier to ask God to do my work than it is to do it myself. So, I mean, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to do the work. And, um, yeah, prayer is just, prayer is just really important. It's not just God, give me this, give me that, give me money, give me a big house. Yeah, Watchman Nee me- says it's not the expressing of our wish for God to yield to our petition and fill up our selfish desire. Um, it's not a forcing of the Lord to change his will and perform what he is unwilling to do. It's simply speaking out the will of God through the mouth of the believer. Yeah, it's about seeking God first. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Well, what things? The things that you need, the the money and the clothes and the house and food, all that stuff. If you put God first, that's in the Bible. Okay, so let's go back real quick and talk about what else prayer is because we kind of skipped over that. We said prayer is communication with God. Prayer is also reminding the enemy who you are and that he has already been defeated. So it's spiritual warfare, too. Um, The evangelist that I was listening to the other day, his name is Kofi. He says, don't let the devil have a heyday in your life because you're too lazy to pray. There's always time to pray. Oftentimes when I'm driving the kids around town, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I'm driving my kids around. We go here and there. And a lot of times I'll pray in the car. And the kids love, they love praying in the car. And Selah, our two-year-old, the other day, she, um, we were praying in the car and then I stopped praying and she wanted me to keep praying. So she kept telling me that she was sick (laughs) so that I wouldn't pray for her again. She's like, she's like, mommy, you need to pray for my sick. And I'm like, like, you're not sick, but I'll pray for you anyways. (laughs) And so I prayed anyways. Um, Luke 10, 19 says that we have been given all authority over all the power of the enemy, all authority. And that's, that's big. I mean, if you're a Christian and you believe the Bible, do you believe that, that you've been given all authority over all the power of the enemy? I mean, that means that we can say, listen, headache, get out of here. You know, we can pray stuff off of us. We can, we need to rise above these physical problems that we're having in this physical world and bring it to a spiritual level level. And it's going to it's going to be a lot easier. So there's always time to pray. Pray in the car if you have to. Don't cope with the stuff that's coming on you. Don't cope with the enemy's attacks and say, oh, well, you know, it's because of this. And, and oh, depression runs in my family and all, you know, don't, don't settle for it. Don't be okay with it. You need to rise above it and come against it. Okay, so we talked about prayers, communication with God. Um, it's reminding the enemy who you are. So it's spiritual warfare too. And it is not, as you said, a, a get out of jail free car. Okay. And if you're not sure about your motivations behind your prayer and you think, well, I don't know if I'm being selfish about this or if this is what God wants is his will. Always measure it. Always go back and measure it against God's word. And so I think one of the best things that you can do in your prayer life is change your prayers to God, use me, God, Mm -hmm. use me to advance your kingdom and put God before anything else that you pray about. Put his kingdom first before you pray about anything else, any other circumstance or whatever you might be going through. So, um, and also remember that there's no substitution for your prayers. There's no substitution for that time that you're in the secret place with God. There's no substitution for it. Going to church 
just because you go to church every week doesn't mean that you get to not pray. That doesn't work like that. Or just because you read your Bible a lot doesn't mean, oh, I read my Bible so I don't have to pray. It doesn't work like that. You have to pray. All right. So we've talked about prayer and God moving, uh, but there's something else in between that. Yes. And next week we're going to talk about what that is. Uh, But in the meantime, if you, uh, we would love for you to get in touch with us. If you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, uh, you can send us an email, uh, podcast at getthewordout.today. Again, that's podcast at getthewordout.today. It's not .com, it's .today. Um, It's fancier. Yes, it's fancier. It's (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly what it is. All right, and uh, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today, and uh, we hope you're able to join us next week.